Hi, this is Marnie with Maxim and Marnie. I'm here with an episode I'm really excited about. Um, and we just tried to do these to share our stories within our community. Maxim is a synonym for truth. So it's getting people to share their truths. And we have a bunch of people booked um, that I'm super excited for them to share. So thanks for listening and thanks for willing to come on. So today we have Sam Petrus with hey, us. Hey, Sam. Hi, guys. Thank <laughs> Did you I say for... it wrong? No, no, you said it right. You said it right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I think like out of the things debated in this church, one of the like most heated <laughs> is how do you, is it Petrus or Petrus? I would have said Petrus if you hadn't told me. I think you told well, me. Well, so my my well, my grandparents came over from Slovakia early 1900s. The true pronunciation name should be Petrash, but. They didn't want Petrash. to lead with that because they're trying to fit in. And so they just, in their, in their eyes, Americanized it. And so that's when they came up with Petrus. But when you look at it phonetically, yeah, you probably should say Petrus, but we've always said Petrus. But it didn't have an H, but in Slovakian, it would have been a shush. It would have been Petrash. Petrash. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. I kind of love but... that you're Slovakian and we have this whole Slovakia thing. Let's get there in a minute. Sure. Um. So where did you grow up? I was I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Lived there for a couple of years. That's a lot of KC people and we've had. City of Fountains. For all intents and purposes, I grew up in Naperville. Yeah. So my parents are originally from Chicago. It's where my grandparents um, settled when they moved from Slovakia in the early 1900s. Uh, parents grew up in Chicago. Uh, they were on the north side of town, like Jefferson Park, Albany Park. Um, and they, they met in an early age. They met when they were... Gosh, well, there's stories that they met when mom was in the the uh, stroller. My dad was five oh, years old at the cute. park, but they really <laughs> met like in, in high school. And um, anyway, my dad he uh, he got a job with uh, Western Electric, and um, after graduation, lived in Niles, and then kind of bounced around, went to New Jersey, and then Kansas City, and then back to back to Chicago. So they had. Um, I'm one of four four kids, and so the two oldest siblings, uh, Steve and Sue, were born in uh, Chicago, and then my parents moved to Jersey and then Kansas City, and then in Kansas City they had my sister Sandy on the front end, and they had me on the back end. So you're the baby of four, and where mm -hmm. are all of those siblings? As far as? Where do they live now? Um, my brother, unfortunately, is dis uh, deceased. Uh, Your oldest away. brother. My oldest brother. So it was my brother Steve and then Sue, uh, Sandy, and myself. So Steve and I, there was about almost 23 years difference in age. Um, Sue and I, it's 18 years. And then Sandy and I, it's 11 years. So I was oh, more Oh, you than, were, wow. but 23 years. Almost 23 years, yeah. Uh, can you talk about your brother? Sure. Um it's not in not an extremely easy subject to talk about, but my my brother um, suffered from depression, um, battled it for years. Uh, I don't truly know the extent of what he went through when he was younger, just because the you age are, difference. Yeah. I mean, connecting with him was uh, a struggle uh, early on. Um, I really didn't have a, like a a good relationship with him until I was probably in college. And then shortly thereafter, and then as I was, because he just didn't know how to, like, 
23 he, years. He was 23 years, yeah. and he he was never really good with kids and just um, very, very intelligent, super intelligent, probably borderline genius. Mm. Um, in fact, he uh, – so my dad was an accountant, and he had hoped for all of us to become accountants. Um, my brother started in accounting but thought it was too easy and switched to engineering. Uh, sure. Uh, which was a good move for him because he was an uh, electrical engineer, really good at it. In fact, he ended up coming up with a couple different patents. So he was a pr- pretty smart guy. My two sim- uh, two sisters, Sue and, and Sandy, they went different routes. And then I ultimately became, you know, an accountant. Um, so I forget where I was going with this. But, um, oh, yeah, so when uh, when I graduated, became, you know, young adult, that's when I, you know, started to connect with them, you know, because we had common interest with, music and and sports and uh so it was easier to connect then but um he um he def- he he struggled with with de- uh, depression and ultimately um it was in 2009 uh he uh, died by suicide so sorry to hear wow. that wow no clue yeah no it's it's i mean it's, it's one of those things especially when it happened um you know, my dad was my dad already passed away at that point. My dad passed away in 2001. You know, just because of the age difference. My, my dad was 46. My mom was 41 when I was born. Um, so he wasn't around, but my mom and my two sisters were still around. So, um, it. My mom really struggled with it. I mean, I was for obvious reasons. You know, losing a you know um, a child, and you know, and especially to. Um, you know, to suicide, didn't really know how to handle it and was very, you know, reserved about it. I don't know if reserve is the right word, but closed off about it and didn't want really anyone to know about it. You know, you know, when we talked about my, my brother's passing, like you, you didn't mention suicide, you know, you didn't mention a depression, you know, like it was almost like, shoot, I don't want to say too proud, but some um, shame. there was or, some shame. Yeah. yeah. And it's, an, it's unfortunate because, um, you know, is as I've gotten older and as we've, we've progressed as a society, you know, we're starting to recognize it more as, as a sickness for what it is and not something that should be shameful and something right. should be embarrassed about. So, yeah, but it's taken a while to, you know, get to that point and to be able to like, have a conversation about it. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And I don't know um, how aware you are, but just a lot of our high schoolers listen to this because I'm a high school mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just had a suicide at Niqua last night. And there was one at Oswego High School, which uh, is right by my kids like two weeks ago. Um, so that has definitely been on the forefront of kind of their experience um, and seeing different families go through that. Is there any perspective or um, wisdom that you have from being slightly more removed from that experience that you could share? I mean, it's it's tough for me to comment to someone that could be battling that and being on the other side of it. You know, I didn't deal with the depression like my brother did. I mean, we've all had our struggles, right? And you know, and um, looking for ways to to cope and to be able to to handle it. And for for someone that's in that position where they think that, um, you know, taking or you're, you know, completing suicide is is the answer. Um, you know, I, I just would beg and plead with them to, you know, try to understand, try, try to reach out to someone, talk to someone. If you feel like that's going to be the answer and you feel like that's going to be the best result, it's not. Like, it might seem like it's going to be the best result, but, I mean, the impact that, I mean, obviously you're taking, you're, you're, your life's over, and then the impact that that's, that void is going to leave in, in other people's lives is, is 
extremely impactful to the point where you're, you're never going to understand. But if you feel that that is something that makes sense, talk to someone and just work through it and try to try to try to look at the alternatives. And it's, it's there's there's no easy answer. And even talking is going to is going to be hard, but at least reaching out and trying to, to seek seek out help. Um, there, there's people out there. There's resources out there. Um, to, to, to help people overcome that and to be able to, I don't know how to say overcome, but to be able to, to, to deal with it properly, I guess. Right. It will get better. Exactly. It will get better. It, it's, I don't think it's ever going to be completely going to go away, you know, and, right. and, and that's for specifically for your brother. So was he on medicine? Did you guys talk about depression? Was that something that you openly discussed as a family? No, we know, no, we weren't open with it. We yeah. didn't talk about it. And that's kind of one, one of the regrets that I have that, you know, I kind of, I mean, I always knew that he struggled. I just didn't know it was to that level sure. until it was too late. Right. Which was, you know, I mean, devastating. You know, right. I, mean, I, you know, I, I wish there's probably not a day that goes by. I don't wish that, you know, he was still here and that yeah. or I, I could have had a conversation with him or reached out to him and try to connect to him on a different level. Like let him know that, you know, there's, there's, there's more to live for and, 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 you know, he's not alone and, and, I think some of the things that I hear you naming, though, is, you know, that was 99. So it was 2009. Oh, 2009. 2009, yeah. Because I was thinking about, like, as time goes on, like, social stigmas tend to be, you know, lifting up a little bit more and we're encouraging conversation. But even within family and cultures, too, like you you shared, you know, uh, having a slovakian background a little europe um european uh, it just depends on your culture too and your family dynamics on how things are talked about and and so i i um when when you were sharing about your mom and i don't want to like put project anything oh no there about sharing or not sharing but um i just did a funeral this week for a family that really struggled to watch um uh this woman's husband and their their dad kind of fail in health over nine months and they watched that struggle and the one thing they said to me uh at the funeral is they're like we want to be very clear his life is not defined by that sickness it's you know like so this this ending has nothing to do with his life besides the promise that they had in god and and all i could think when you said that is like you know it's possible that um your your mom wants others to focus on other parts of his life, you know, beyond just the the battle that he had um, toward the end. I don't know. That, well, I, and I, I, I feel like that's that. so beautiful how you led with, when I said, can you tell us about your brother? You led with all these amazing attributes right. about how smart he was, how intelligent he was, his career choice. Right. There was so much more to him than that. Mm. Right. So that is important. Right. Yeah, I, I totally hear you. Yeah. yeah and, and I hear what you're saying about you know, my mom and, and how it's perceived and, 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 it, and that's an excellent point. And, and, and that's why, you know, to your point, Marnie, I, I wanted to, to lead and focus more on, on the good and, and not the ultimate, you know, I think you've painted a, like, a, a, a beautiful picture in the midst of like a traumatic event for your family. How has that impacted your relationship with your sisters or how have they handled it as a group? Um, I mean, I think we've all dealt with it in our in our own way, um, but as far as like our relationship, and my my sister Sue lives in, in Michigan in Grand Rapids and has lived there for, gosh, probably ever since I was 
think elementary school and junior high. Right. Yeah. So she um, was so, like adult living her own family. Yeah. Yeah. So she she's a little bit removed, but still like we keep in touch regular basis. You know, talking on the phone now with 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 uh, texting. Um, we'll exchange text messages quite frequently. Um, and even my sister Sandy, she lives in St. Charles. Like the three of us are, are, are pretty close. Um, I don't know if that's a direct result of that or if that's just us maturing as, right. as, as siblings or what, but um, it definitely didn't push us away. Yeah. Um, let's circle back to you growing up in Naperville now. So mm-hmm. you're in a house where it's just the two kids or has she gone to when you're kind of growing up in junior high? You said 11? So 11? when when I was growing up, um, Sandy was still in the house um, for at least a few years. Um, my brother Steve actually did move back. He, he had moved away for a while, and then he moved back. And um, it was related to depression he was going through, and so mom and dad had to move back in the house for a couple of years. Um, so I actually struggled to, to have a have a bedroom. Because um, all, right. all the rooms were smoking. Steve and Sue lived there, too. So we had a four-bedroom house. Um, a little embarrassing. But when I was, I think, first and second grade, I basically slept on a cot right in, like, at the foot of my parents' bed. Uh-huh. So I'm sure they loved loved that. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But, yeah, and then and then when, when one of them would go off to school or go away, I would – take over their room for a little bit until they came back and then I got kicked out and then <laughs> Poor yeah, that so I didn't, real I didn't have my own room until uh, I think like fourth grade maybe yeah wow. and you really remember that that's interesting um and so then did you guys always attend church as a family we with with the proximity to Chicago my grandparents still being around um we would still attend church and uh it was a Slovak Lutheran church on the north side, Trinity Slovak Lutheran church. Uh, and so we were So when in, you say that, like, are they, sp- like, doing the service in Slovakia? Uh, some of them, yeah. Or what am yeah, I, I they saying were, that wrong? Slovak. 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 They were yeah. doing so, it in Slovak, so you potentially. were... Potentially. So can I, can I sh- uh, share with you something kind of crazy about the, the ELCA and our relationship with um, uh, Slovakia? So... Right now we're in Metro Chicago Synod and there's like 200 congregations uh, here in Metro Chicago. And then beyond that, across the U.S., there are all these churches um, that are inside of all those other synods, you know, Northwest Ohio, California, all, all. But there's like a few that have their their Slovak Lutheran churches and they're part of the Slovak Zion Lutheran Church or met, uh, so that's their synod so they're across the US um, and the next closest one might be another state over uh, but they're all together and they have their own bishop of the Slovak Zion Synod hmm. so and it's a and part of the And those are done in worship sometimes in Slovak Yeah I think it was when I kind of stuff. when I was when I was a kid, I, I want to say it was like the 8 or 8.30 service. They did that in Slovak, and then the 10.30 service was in English. And so it just depended on the Sunday. Sometimes we would go to the 8 o'clock service, and, you know, there I am, an ele- elementary school kid who doesn't speak Slovak and is stubborn and doesn't want to learn the language, you know, jammed <laughs> going to church, right. and I don't understand the language. Yeah, and your grandparents spoke it because you said they moved from mm-hmm. here. So they spoke. what about your parents? My dad understood it. He didn't speak it. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. mom, however, um, her first language was Slovak. 
Okay. And so she didn't speak English until uh, when she, whenever she went off to school, so probably like five, six years old, she started speaking English. But they lived in a part of town where, at the time, there was a, a pocket of um, Slovak immigrants and yeah, this Czech huge immigrants. community where they could they speak that. They didn't have to speak uh, speak English. Yeah. So you did that growing up, and then how did you end up here? At our saviors, um, that was uh, Kristen. My so, wife. but that was in high school, or you didn't um, come in high school? No. So, like, I was. I'm not sure if I was. I'm pretty sure I was baptized uh, at at the Slovak church. Uh, definitely did my um, first communion at the at the church, and then went through confirmation at uh, Trinity. Um, so. Like, especially with confirmation. I actually took went to confirmation earlier just because there wasn't many options for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point, it was myself, the pastor, and then the janitor's son, I believe. Sure, sure. You know, just doing weekly uh, weekly meetings. And then, um, then eventually the pastor's son was part of it, too. But, I mean, I think it was just myself and the pastor's son when, when we got confirmed. And so it was, like, I think, like, sixth grade or seventh grade. All right. So tell us, um, since Kristen's the one that leads you here, so you're a high school sweetheart. That is true. Yeah, so, we met. So tell us how that all developed. We So we both went to Naperville Central High School. Um, so we're right up the road here. Um, our class had, like, a little over 600 people. I think the high school had like 2,500 people, 2,400 people at that time. Um, so we didn't meet until our senior year. Um, ironically, we did know common people. It just our paths never crossed until right before our senior year we met. Um, a group of us were playing beach volleyball, well, beach volleyball over at, uh, at Centennial Beach. And, um, yeah, we were just – they we, can't see your air quotes. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Beats volleyball with air quotes. That's yeah. I just had so, to clear the air. I know. Appreciate that. Thanks, Thanks. for doing Thanks that. Thanks for calling me out. Um, so yeah, we were we were at the beach playing volleyball, and and I don't remember the specific moment. I just remember like that time, and we just we got to talking, and and that was it was it was kind of it. And then um, you know we'd see each other at school, and then eventually. Not a whole lot of time transpired. For, I mean, probably like a week or two. Um, I get a phone call, and my mom was like, "Hey, you know, Kristen's on the phone." Oh, I was like, okay, making cool. the first move. I'm like, cool. So I start talking to her, and I'm probably five, ten minutes into the conversation, and I asked her, I'm "Like, oh, so how'd you get my number?" And uh, she's, like, "Oh, I just looked it up in the phone book." I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Didn't think anything of it though, and then just carried on with the conversation, and and so our friendship developed. Um, so this was in August, but we didn't start dating until, uh, mid December. Yeah. So I had fun. been seeing someone, she had moved away and I was going to my senior year. And so I wasn't really keen on starting a relationship and my I've senior year. I've met boys like you before. So oh, just, but ironically, <laughs> ironically, um, you know, I was looking at various big 10 schools. Uh-huh. My dad was actually kind of hoping that I would go to a in-state school, but I didn't really have much interest in, in doing that. I kind of wanted to get away and, and um, you know, kind of make blaze own my path. own trail. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Own. And so um, Purdue was one of the schools I was I was strongly considering. And uh, lo and behold, I started talking with Kristen to find out her dad went there, her mom went there, that's where they met, her aunt went there. 
you know, basically her dad, you know, told her like he would pay for school wherever she <laughs> went. Or no, she said he would, he, he, she could go to school, she could go to any school she wanted to, but he would pay for it if he went to Purdue. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, anyway. So, so you're kind so of she was, newly dating and then, because you're only like, you said by December. Yeah. So. By the time you go to we so we we were talking about what schools we were looking at, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking at Purdue, I'm looking at Michigan State, and looking at um, at, at the time looking at Indiana, and um, she's like, oh wow, I'm, I'm you know Purdue's one of my top choices, you know, family and, and whatnot, and um, I mean that's not why I ended up settling on Purdue. I mean, I I, I can't lie, I mean it definitely was a factor, you know, once we did start dating and it just everything kind of lined up. But um, for all the people right now that are deciding on that, I think sometimes the pressure because you think you've got to pick the right one. Maybe there's well, not a right one. Maybe there's I, you know, just there a one. With this, oh, is, wait, as far as when you I'm say like the right one, you're talking about the relation? high schoolers. They're picking like colleges right okay, now. Yeah, and yeah. so when they hear you saying like maybe that was influenced, but that's kind of okay. Like I kind of think sometimes the pressure – that they have this feeling that they must choose this, you know, well, the most I'll, right school. So the some of the criteria I was looking at, some good, some okay, maybe questionable. Um, my my dad was an accountant, so I wanted to go to a school that had a good business background. So that's why I was looking at Big Ten schools. Um, so it's Purdue came to the top, Michigan State, Indiana. Um, I was actually looking at Michigan State because um, my sister, my brother-in-law went to Michigan State, raved about it. Um, this was my uh, sister, Sue, her husband. And, you know, I'd, I'd taken a tour of the campus and fell in love with it. And I was actually going to try to get in-state tuition, and that ended up not happening. Uh, but I was looking for a good business pro a program, uh, a bigger school. I didn't want to go to a small school. And I wanted something that was close proximity, you know, within a drive. You know, right. five hours was probably the max. And I wanted a school that had a good uh, basketball program, too, because I wanted to, to know that I could go to a school and, and watch, you know, great uh, basketball games. Did and you play time, basketball in high school? Not in high school. I mean, I, I, mean, I did with my, with my buddies rack. and intramurals and yeah. rack, but as far as organized, yeah. no. Um, but at the time, that was Glenn, uh, Glenn Robinson, big dog, had just left Purdue. You know, Purdue was in the middle of winning multiple Big Ten championships. And they were, you know, great matchups with Michigan State. You know, Indiana had a storied, you know, program. So, well, that kind of that kind of helped too. Yeah, totally. It's exciting. I think it adds to the experience, right? All of those extracurriculars. Yeah. So you guys go there and you go together as a couple. Yeah, because eventually we did start dating. Um, finally, came to my senses, so to speak, and <laughs> really excited. I, I didn't honestly, I didn't pick up on the on the clues that she was it. that she was interested in. Me. Right, you're just totally like she's I was a nice total girl. dumb boy, like yeah. just totally oblivious. Oh, she's nice. She's talking to me. This is cool. I like yeah. it. You know, it was the infamous. Uh, one of her, she wrote a note, gave it to one of her oh, friends. She it. gave it to me, and then I mean, she might have just taken, might as well have just taken a brick and hit yeah. me over the side of the head, like, yeah. hey, hey, look at you know, pay attention. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was it was that December, December seventeenth. We started uh, started dating, been together ever since. 
So how many years have you been together uh, dating? 25, over 25. And you're celebrating your 20th this year because we yeah. saw them at dinner this weekend and they were that celebrating is... your in-laws' 50th. Wow. Yeah, That's Don awesome. and Barb, in fact, it was on Friday, it was their 50th. Uh, our 20th will be June 10th. And then Bob and Lindsay, Bob's, uh, Kristen's brother, uh, younger brother, uh, him and his wife, Lindsay, will be celebrating 15 this year in June as well. So it's wow. all big ones because it's yeah. a five and a zero. I don't know why yeah. we do that, but it's all big ones. Yeah. Um, so what would you say is the thing that you've learned about being married for 20 years? What is the thing that you go, I would say this to somebody coming in? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> What's your marriage? Well, what would you say you've learned from watching um, Don and um, Barb's marriage? Do you go like, oh, that's that's something I would like to emulate, or that's something that I would like to do? Like my mom for a while was scratching my dad's back every morning when he would have to wake up, and Brett was like, I think that's great marriage advice. <laughs> and I was like, type Don, Peter, I don't like the morning. <laughs> I. I don't know if there's one specific thing uh, that, like, jumps out at me. I mean, as far as, like, looking at Chris and I, looking at our relationship, um, you know, you think when you, you start dating and then you, you kind of go through that, that honeymoon phase and, you know, just lovey-dovey and then things start calming down and you're like, okay, you know, then you go through the engagement process and then you're coming up on the wedding and you're like, okay, great. Suddenly, as soon as we get married, it's going to be big changes. And then you get married, you get, you know, it's, it's after the wedding, you're settled in, in the, your new place, you know, job, work, all that. And there's really, it's, it's not much different. You know, it's, it, I, I, I know. think, I think what I've noticed about the two of you, cause I've gotten to hang out with you at like brewing questions and different events, or we've met up randomly at uh, concerts too, is I just there there are some couples that enjoy their time apart from one another. I think these two like to hang out with each other. Like it's very genuine. I mm-hmm. mean like I'm sure you have your time apart, but but um it's enjoyable and you're both fun in social settings. So it's like you have your own independent self, but um I've picked up that you guys just really enjoy being together. Well, I mean we're husband and wife and I I would I consider her to be my best friend. I mean, I don't yeah. consider her, she is my best friend. Um, and we have a lot of common interest, you know, whether it be, you know, attending church and getting involved in, you know, the Slovakia ministry or, or with Feed My Starving Children or, you know, she, uh, she's big with um, a prayer ministry. You know, we, we serve communion on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, How does faith fill you up um, in these ways? It sounds to me like service is how that works for you. I, your I'm a big fan of service. Here. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, I, I wouldn't consider myself to be a biblical scholar and, and, and reading the Bible on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, shame on me. It's, I, it's probably something I could, I could do a better job with. I was going to ask you uh, how, um, how often you read the Bible. <laughs> no, right? Quote, quote for us today, some scripture. Oh, I think fine. that's a hard one. I think I only like to do that in community personally. But, yeah, it's hard. So I don't think, yeah. But Whatever. I and that's one of the great things, one of the things I love about Kristen is is how she challenges me and how she more I mean she brought she was one of the main reasons that I got more involved with the church you know because growing up the way that I did 
I'm not gonna lie, it it wasn't it wasn't enjoyable. You know, going to church was a chore. It was an hour ride in the car, stuck in traffic. Going yeah, to going experience. to confirmation, like right. it wasn't. There was me and like one other kid. Right. You know, it wasn't it wasn't fun. You know, and we'd go to church. Um, sometimes it'd be the Slovak service. All right. You know, sitting through a regular service is challenging, and then when it's in a foreign language, you just you learn to tune it out. Yeah. So, I kind of became disenchanted with with church, quite honestly. And right. It wasn't until that we started seriously dating, and I saw. Uh, how important faith, uh, the church community, you know, you know impacted Kristen. Um, that's when I started opening my eyes. And then when we got when we got married, we went through um, you know the, the premarital class, uh, and we had meetings with the with the Montgomery family uh, outside of church. So that know. was just like another married couple. Yeah, they were. Um, they were mentors in the in the, in the church. They were mm-hmm. helping out um, soon to be married couples, uh, kind of get their feet wet both with church and with you know married life. Um, so that that uh, that helped too. And then uh, Pastor uh, Jack Nemi was was the pastor that married us, uh, and he really resonated with me with me going to see him preach on a Sunday. You know, it, he was able to. I was able to connect with him. At least I felt. You know, from the pew to the pulpit, whatever the message was that he was preaching, there was one of the first times in my my church going life that I actually really resonated, connected with mm-hmm. with that I've message. I've heard about him. I never met him, but he, quite a dynamic pers- personality. Yeah, he's he, both him and, and Ruth, uh, his wife, are amazing people. Love them, love them pieces, and um, yeah, just just a really great couple and then how crazy to me that you come here and then they have this crazy connection with Slovakia here yeah I didn't yeah. I didn't know that at the at the time when when we were getting married um, in fact the day that we got married well we got married on June 10th of 2000 June 9th of 2000 is when they dedicated uh, the church in Nitro Holy Spirit I mean how crazy yeah and how many times have you guys been there Oh gosh, um, eight plus times. That's awesome. And what would we, you s- just say to like describe Slovakia to people here? And actually, this is really important because again, so many of the youth are listening. Thirty-seven, and they're, and they're right? going. Is yeah. that the number? There's a big group going. So yeah. I mean, for me personally, it the evolution because we went over for the first time in two thousand and three, yeah. and back then. They didn't even have the dormitory. Um, the 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 school was just starting, um, and they were trying to add you know a class class per year at that point. Um, well, like so, speak to the development because some of the kids were asking me like, "There's not like horses and buggies like they have cars," and I was like, "Yeah, oh, they gosh, definitely no. have like, cars." They they so the, communism was a big impact over there. You know, communism fell in 89, and then 93, they had what was called the Velvet Divorce from the Czech Republic, because it used to be Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. but then the two countries agreed to split. Um, but it, like I said, it was Velvet, so it was supposed to be considered, I guess, uh, a mutual. Um, I've never heard that expression. Yeah. This is a good history not, lesson. Not a single death, anything like that. Okay. Did yeah, they even I mean, have a gunshot fire? No, it's not that I'm, so not that I'm peaceful. Aware of. Um, 
and I believe. So when your grandparents came here, they came from Czechoslovakia. It was yeah. Czechoslovakia, but where they came from was would be considered side. the Slovak side. Slovakia. And even back then, there's Czech language and the Slovak language. Huh. So even though it was a you know quote unquote combined country, it still was different languages. Okay. Now they can understand each other. I don't. I don't know the exact ramifications as far as like if it's like they understand 80%, 70%, but they Interesting. usually it's enough where they can hold the conversation or get the gist of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, to see where, where, where they were in the early 2000s to see most recently, we went for the first uh, high school graduation. Yep. You know, it's not horse and buggy. There, there's cars. In fact, there's a, um, a big push with uh, manufacturing. You know, they have the Echo Shoe plan in, in Martin, Slovakia. Uh, they have a couple automotive plants, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout, throughout the country, uh, and so it's it's on it's on the rise. It's not third world by any means. No. Um, now, the, now, the if food? you're the food, um, oh, I got it. Because they tried a bunch of them saying, and they tried some of the sausage, and they tried something else the night of. But oh. then a lot of them ate lots of bread. So there's too. like there there's there's goulash. There's things that they're going to make you that are traditional Slovak things. But then mm-hmm. like the downtown area outside of the school, they're like, "Oh, cool. There's go get grab a slice of pizza. Don't do it cuz they put corn on their pizza and it's disgusting." Corn like <laughs> A like, scoop of corn on your pizza. No, it's which is it's, it's 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 an acceptable topping. topping over yeah. there. It's like you don't you have put to get it. On your you don't pizza. have to get corn. No, no you don't. No. It, it's perfectly That's fine. Tr- but when you see corn on your pizza, you're like, they're like, yeah, this I challenge one's good. Try it. all thirty-seven of you to try the corn. But they're pizza. gonna love the ice cream over there. They're gonna love. Is the ice cream what? like gelato or what? Whatever like they call richer it. cream. Well, smears Lena, which I didn't pronounce that right, but I mean that's just the word for ice cream. Okay. Um, but I, as far as I know, like I, I mean, I didn't really attack the ice cream. You don't love I the ice cream. I'm lactose intolerant. No, but I was more of a fan of the beer. I'm not gonna lie, but well, they're not. Yeah. But drink you're the in beer high school, so you shouldn't yeah, be doing you, that. So you don't. You should not try. No, the reason why I think they like the ice cream and like the chocolate is sugar uh, is I just different in different areas of the world. Like okay. it's. Um, yeah, like people from other countries love our candy. It just pops differently. Just different. Yeah, it's just it's new. It's different. You're in a foreign country. What's but your like, favorite thing about that area or that favorite. experience about going there? Um, for me personally, just knowing that that's where my family came from. On I believe It was actually our first trip when we were in Nitra, the family that we were with, the Lishka family. Um, we went to you know, service at, at Holy Spirit. And then after, after the service, um, they took us out to lunch. We went back to, they had a, I think a condo in town and then like a house just outside of town, like kind of like a, a summer home. And so we had a great meal with them. And then, uh, we ended up getting in the car and we started driving. I'm like, all right, not sure where we're going. Well, we went to the, the town where my, my grandparents were from. That's cool. oh so I got gosh. to go at least walk around town and yeah. um, now I'm yeah. picturing like sweet like like what I saw in Sound of Music like that's what I'm picturing. Yeah, hilly. Yeah. It's hilly, very and... hilly. It's beautiful. Um, lots of what animal? Like what are like lots of animals there? Horses, cows, sheep. It's not like you see a lot of that. Like I just feel yeah, like people I... go to Ireland and they're like sheep are everywhere. No, it's no. not like not like that. Nope, no animals, but rolling hills. But yeah, the rolling hills. Mountains. And, um, in the northern part, yeah. In fact, when they go to Martin, 
you'll see, see you'll see some there yeah because it's the oh, what is the, what they call the mountain uh the tatra mountains um there's like three different rivers versions. lakes uh, rivers, they, yeah. I just yeah. remember like stopping at a gas station, and uh, there's this huge like, you can like see this castle, you know, basic like, and it's pretty incredible. Oh, there's a ton of castles. Yeah, there's like a more t- castles yeah. in fun. Slovakia than any other country in Europe, and oh, it's kind of cool when you're just driving through. But you'll see like a lot of different terrain but that's kind of cool to see a castle it's, it's a weird mix of you see that architecture in this old castle and it's like from whatever hundreds of years ago but and the town then, is very and then modern. you go to the town and then it's you know communist block housing right and okay like, so very not normal. pretty some of the areas yes some no it just it just varies by by yeah town. like there are some like the larger the building the um, you're like, yep, that was a very communist era built. Like their arts facility in um, in Nitra looks like it's a Soviet era building, you know, when you're okay. passing by it. When you say that, I picture like cinder blocks. Is that accurate or no, not accurate? No, like I don't know what you mean I don't, by that. I don't that. know. I might have to look it up or just I'll take a picture of it for you and then we'll you know, I'll make sure you here. see it yeah. when – no, I'm, I was like, I'm just going to show you later, Mark. Um, <laughs> well, I'm talking so much about it. I just have no yeah. idea what that means or there, what that looks like. It, but I think out of all the places, I've been to a lot of um, places around the world. I agree with you. It is not third world at all. Nowhere close. No. Um, but in out of the, all the places I've been to in Europe, I think this is like the most beautiful just um, super pretty. I, I love it in Slovakia. Yeah. Well, and, the, and the people are amazing. Yes. Like they'll give you the shirt off their back. If if needed, they'll feed you. They'll take care of you. They'll they'll welcome you into your home. Um, they're Felt just they're safe. just they're just incre- incredibly incredibly nice people. Mm-hmm. Incredibly caring people. Very proud of their culture. Uh, very very proud of their their heritage. Uh, I always love it when we when they have get-togethers and they'll break out in song and start singing and dancing. Um, mm. And there's just like there's a camaraderie with not just the families but like everyone. Yeah, yeah, kind of our richness in their ancestry, yeah, Yeah, and their shared beliefs. And our kids will fit right in with their their teens that they they have there, and and they speak English um, really well, and we butcher Slovak, and they're just so kind. Do you feel like you know any Slovak now? Oh God, no. Yeah, like it's so hard. A little bit here and there, but not not enough. Definitely can't hold a conversation. What would be your dream for this ministry? Like since you've been there eight times and you have such a connection to the country. Just to watch it to continue to evolve from, you know, it it started with us providing um, financial and and sweat equity. Right, so we we would raise raise funds for them to, to help with development, right. whether it's in Nitra in the church, or if it's in Martin with the Center for Christian Education, and the school buildings, um, or you know various work projects and work trips that we we've been on in the in the past, where we actually physically got involved in you know taking down walls and and painting and and, and various uh, um, you know hands on type jobs want to move away from that and get to more of a, you know, a, a partnership, mm-hmm. you know, and join like partners in Christ, partners in ministry and sharing ideas with each other, you know, and from the youth level to, you know, if we can progress up um, with, um, you know, 20 somethings, 30 somethings, 40 somethings and, and up, like 
great. Um, I mean, over time, I think we can definitely get there, you know, because Brian, you know, the good point, you know, with um, the the language barrier, Slovak's, for lack of a better term, a a, a chunky language. You know, it's not one that's going to be easy to understand, but um, especially in Martin with the Center for Christian Education, it's an English school. Um, And so the kids get, you know, that that foundation in addition to Slovak and Mm -hmm. Slovak history and whatnot and the, the various other classes they take. Uh, it's really easy to communicate then with with the younger um, generation. That language barrier, yeah, is a, is a generational one. That the older generation. Yeah, I would uh, say if you're in, over in, in Nitra, over it's fifty, really hard. you're it's gonna be few and far between as far as people that are gonna speak English that they can speak to. Yeah, but if you're below fifty, uh, between thirty and fifty, it's easier. Under thirty, I think they pretty much everyone. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Um, Pastor Brian just gave me a note that you love music, and so we should quiz you on all of your music experience. What is your favorite oh, worship here? He's always going here? to concerts. And Wait. who's your um, worship experience here? What music oh, do you okay. like to worship with? Wait, what was the first question? Mu- we're going music, so okay. we're music. starting specifically. What music do you like to worship to? Like, do you have a favorite um, music song or Christian worship group. Do you like or... the harpsichord or the organ <laughs> or guitar? Do you like contemporary? Do you like the organ? Which do you prefer? I like to mix it up. Okay. You like um, Just because, you know, more traditional at times reminds me of when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found, I mean, yes, I've kind of downplayed church as a kid, but I do have some fond memories too. It's, it wasn't just all doom and gloom, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, I mean, I do have some fond memories there, but I mean, I also like going to the celebration service and, and listening to, um, our team sing and, and, uh, be a part of that and listening to more modern music. So as far as having like a specific group, there isn't one that I would say truly stands out. All right. That... Tell us your top three concerts that you've been to. Because he's always going to concerts. Okay, so lay it on us. Top three concerts. Have you seen Pink? No, I haven't. I'm going to tell you, she'd be in your top three. I have not seen Pink, but I've seen... I would go see Pink. She's awesome. I mean, I've seen all over the spectrum from like Van Halen to Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to No Doubt, Dave Matthews Band to Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Jimmy Buffett's an experience. Oh, Tom Petty, Wrigley Field... It was the last concert he played in Chicago right before he passed. Kristen and I, we were able to get tickets, and we were up in the uh, upper deck behind home plate. And if you're, I'm not sure if you're familiar with seeing the concert at Wrigley, but they put the, uh, the stage, what would be like right in center field. And so we had a great vantage point. And for whatever reason, the sound travels extremely well I was at, impressed at Wrigley. At Wrigley. You know, because I've seen uh, Foo Fighters there, Pearl Jam, Jimmy Buffett. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. <gasps> we I hung do out love Joel, Billy right. Joel. But yeah, Tom Petty was probably my Free my Fall favorite. and Top 5 Song for me. Yeah. yeah, I loved him. Oh, that's a good pick. Um, so you that was probably said... my favorite. Um, another another one of my favorite shows, this was back when I was in, in high school and I talked about No Doubt. Um, this was early on in their, their career and they were touring on, uh, the tragic kingdom album. So like spider webs, I'm just a girl, uh-huh. don't speak, you yeah. know, we're all on that, on that album. And they played a show, uh, at the Metro in, uh, right across the street from Wrigley. Mm-hmm. And I was in high school and we went to the afternoon noon show and an afternoon show. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. This is over the summer. Yeah. 
I mean, and like I said, I was in high school. And like, she had such great energy, I bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. But it was so, God, it was so hot in there. I mean, no air conditioning. And oh. it was in the middle of summer, like 90 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. And we came out of there just like Dripping. soaked from sweat. <laughs> yeah. Well, she probably worked for it, too. Yeah, I know. It was, yeah, she put on, they put on an amazing show. So who would you want to see that you haven't seen? That I haven't seen? He's seen um, a lot. I don't know. I'm gonna have to come back to that. Chris one. Stapleton. You know, ironically, with he's the, coming to Wrigley, with, isn't he? Um, he is, but for he opened up for Tom Petty, so we got to see. He didn't play a full set. I mean, I think right. he got to play like maybe 20 minutes. So we we did get to see a few of his songs live uh, at that show. Um, Marnie, sorry, while you think yeah. about this, you said something, and now I think the listeners will want to know. Don't do it now. But you're like, yeah, Tom Petty, Free Fallen, top five. Sometimes we should just maybe go back and forth. You'd be like, yeah, here are my top. Like, you intentionally pick oh, we could your do favorite lists. songs, your yeah, yeah, books, whatever that, you want to do. Yeah. Just saying. Um, but, like, I got tickets in the fall for Riot Fest. It's predominantly a punk show, so... You'll have bands like... Didn't Riot Fest get in a lot of trouble a few years ago for, like, damaging the grounds that they were on? Well, they used to do the festival in Humble Park, and now they're doing it in Douglas Park, which actually is great for me because it's right off of the uh, Metro line. It's not in the greatest of areas of town. Uh, Lagunitas Brewery is on the, Mm. I guess, south side of town, like, western and 16th. It's actually, it's right by where... um, so they have um, the TV shows that are filmed in Chicago, like Chicago Fire, Fire Chicago PD, Mad, Med, PD. Yeah. Well, those stages are right by Lagunitas, and it's right by Douglas Park. Uh-huh. By the way, there's a, there's a gathering for um, Lutheran Social Services of Illinois called Compassion on Tap, okay. where your ticket gets you a drink and food, and then all your future drinks are, like, 100% of your future drinks goes toward um, LSSI, and that's happening in a few weeks. At Lagunitas? At Lagunitas. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to check that out then. What date? Just in case people I don't are know listening. The show's probably um, already Wait, aired. so I want to circle back before we end. That wh- where do you, where do oh, you work? Oh, it's on the 18th, so I don't know that Where do is. I work? Where do you work? What do you do? Uh, well, I graduated from Purdue in accounting. Uh had a couple jobs after graduation, but eventually landed where um, with my father-in-law uh, at his company. Uh, he founded back in um, October of '89, so we just celebrated 30 years. Uh-huh. Originally, it was DC Vast, and we recently went through a rebrand. Uh, so now we just go by Vast IT Services or Vast for short. Um, but I'm his controller, so his his accountant in-house. And um, how's it looking? Are the numbers in the black? <laughs> <laughs> Marty. <laughs> looking good. Uh, looking good. Uh, but yeah. So like is said, that complicated to work for your father-in-law? So I was hesitant at first, and I never approached him uh, from the beginning when I graduated. I wanted to go out and kind of make a make a name for myself right. and get experience. And um, you know, so I worked for a smaller consulting firm doing um, implementations of. Um, HR payroll systems. There's for loss. I don't know what you're saying. Not exciting. Money um, things. <laughs> you uh, did stuff. I did work at uh, the what was it called? The Audit Bureau of Circulations. Uh, now I think it's like the Alliance for Audited Media. The not important. Um, the weird or the funny thing about that is 
they do circulation reports for like advertising and they'll audit the circulation figures, whether it's like home delivery or single copy, you know, things of that nature. I didn't know that world existed. Mm -hmm. So I did that for a couple of years. Uh, and I also worked for uh, Crow Chiswick. Well, now they go by Crow, but a public accounting firm. And I was doing um, uh, IT general controls audits. So that's where I got to travel around for a bit for a couple of years and work with financial institutions help them prepare for their regulatory reviews. So Was there a lot of super... yelling in the meetings? Were people fired up? Have you ever been in a meeting where someone stormed out and slammed the door? Well, I've been in meetings. Well, now my present job working with, with um, for Don's company, um, he gets, he'll get fired up. Okay. He'll okay. get fired up. Um, but, you know, it's, it, you know, back to your question about, you know, how's it working there? Uh, you know, it was, I was cautious. I was mm -hmm. cautiously optimistic going into it, just not knowing what to expect, mixing work with, with family. And my brother-in-law works there too, so it's okay. a you know, total family affair. Um, and I think it's, it's been extremely positive from, from my viewpoint at least. Good. Um, I feel like we, we work well together, um, and we do, I think, a pretty good job separating work from, from family life. So when we're at work, we're talking work. We'll talk about family stuff when we're at work, but we'll try to stay focused. And then when we're out of work, we try not to get too focused on work matters while we're at Max's baseball game or Ava's dance recital or at a family dinner. Or a tailgate for the Bears game yeah. where Marnie, yeah. your husband, I, and I attend. Yes, and all I've heard about how fun they are. It's, I mean, from the outside, I feel like Brett tailgate. and I always look at, like, your relationship with them and, like, the Baumgartners would be another one where we're like, we hope our daughters, like, we're able to do life when they're adults. Like, I just feel like you have this really – beautiful relationship that you guys serve together and are at church together like that's just and i had no idea you work together so that was just really cool yeah no i i love it i mean i've been there for over 13 years now going on 13 years. oh so a really long time yeah so i so it's about time for a raise huh Sam? <laughs> <laughs> i hope you get to talk to somebody else about that <laughs> uh, ne next next comment no <laughs> We told That's him awesome. we, we told him he could delete any part of this. That he doesn't want <laughs> He's to gonna be like that whole section. <laughs> I brought it up though, not you, so it's okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, I've loved getting to know you. Thank you for sharing yourself so openly. I feel like that's been really great. I didn't. Uh, thanks for sharing about your family and about you and Kristen, and I love it. Are you guys ever gonna have children? I feel like people probably ask you that a lot. You're this healthy, good-looking young couple. Does that get annoying? No, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't get annoying. Yeah. I mean, it it kind of comes with the territory. You know, we got married. We were high school sweethearts. Right. We got married right out of college. We, you know, 22, 23 years old. So just natural progression, especially in relationships, I think in this area would, okay, now you're in, living in the suburbs, uh -huh. you know, you're going to get the single family home. You're going to have the, you know, the fenced in yard. You're going to have two kids, a dog, maybe a cat, you know, there's just the you know, the quote unquote, like ideal situations for families and, and kind of tying it back to the church and looking at the bigger picture. Um, you know, Chris and I always felt, you know, you know, at some point, someday, like white bulbs going to go off and that magic moment's going to happen. And, you know, we're just going to suddenly feel like, okay, now's the time to, to, to have kids. And, um, 
you know, that, that really hasn't happened. Um, and it's not to say that we don't want kids. We've, you know, we've talked about kids for, you know, ever since even before we got married. Um, and as we've gotten older and, you know, the conversation's still there, um, but it kind of gets down to like what, what, what's the master plan? You know, what, what does God have in, in store for us? And, um, you know, is it, is it in the cards and, you know, could we be doing something differently? And we've just chosen to kind of just live our lives and, and see what happens. And, and if kids become a part of that, great, fantastic. You know, I'll be the best dad that I can be. I know she'll be the best mom that she can be. Mm-hmm. In fact, we just watched, uh, our uh, niece and nephew this weekend, um, Ava's six and Max is eight. And so that was fun having them in the, in the house and, you know, taking them, you know, taking Max to basketball and Ava to dance and, and uh, playing games in the house, and we, we enjoyed that. Um, and I, th- I think at the end of the day, we, we love being, you know, great aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, kids are going to be in well, the cards for us. Well, and talk about Kristen's job, because I think it's very impressive. Not that yours isn't. I just don't really fully oh, get Oh, no, accounting. no. It's, uh, I, I, that was something I learned early on when we would, you know, meet people, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'd open up with, like, oh, what do you do for a living? <laughs> oh, I'm, an, I'm a consultant, or I'm an accountant. Yeah. Oh, great. And then Kristen would lead. Yeah. Well, I'm a cytogenetic technologist. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, oh my God. Wait, like, say that again, slower. So she's a cytogenetic technologist. I mean, she like, like works, a scientist. Yes. So a real I'll try my life. best, you know, with my business background. I see how you would explain it because I'm yeah. explaining it in my head. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a big science person, never really a big fan of it, but um, I applaud her and mm-hmm. what she's done, you know going through the education and then working at the lab for as long as she's wor- uh, worked there. Because didn't she just get um, celebrated for being there for like 20 so she's years? Been, so she graduated in May of 99, and then she went to she took the summer off, and then in August she started working at the University of Chicago, and she's been working there ever since. Yeah. She's basically she's been working in the same lab. The lab, it's a weird political dynamic at the university. Part of the time she was for the hospital, part of the time she was for the university, and then she's back with the hospital now. Like they've kind of been bouncing around, but it's still the same lab. So it's her and trying to think. I think there's a couple other techs. So she's a chief, uh, chief tech. Yeah, she's the boss. She runs the lab. She's the president. And what are they? What are they doing in the lab? They're doing uh, clinical testing, um, prenatal, postnatal samples. so it could be it could be blood, uh, blood work, um, could even be um, results of a, a miscarriage, and they're yeah. testing samples there to try to you know be able to report back to the parents and tell them what happened, what went wrong. Real um, life science. Yeah. So she's she's basically trying to help support uh, the doctors and the counselors who meet with the the families to give them answers to questions they have you know, based on the mm-hmm. genetic things that they're, that they're seeing. And so she'll, she'll be analyzing the samples, analyzing the slides and, you know, she'll come home. She's like, Oh, I found this extremely hard deletion. Like it was really subtle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, cool. What does that mean? Well, the baby's not going to make it the term. It's like, Oh no, like that's yeah, sad. But she's but just like, looking but, at the science. Yeah. But then when you look at the science and the fact that, Hey, I, I can give them an answer why, and hopefully next time it's going to, have a better outcome yes um has she have you guys done like 23 and me no do not get her started on that oh is do she not. big against it so many oh, people no. so, like, because it's, the collection it's because, it's because 
it's opening up Pandora's box. We've done it. <laughs> so she, like, I won't do it. She won't okay, do it. Okay, okay. Yeah. I could have uh, probably gets, just she gets given mad her if she finds blood, out anyone right? her family has done it. Like, I, I don't oh, do it. doctor. Just for when you listen it, to this. Kristen, Kristen I've done it. I should have just me. had you take my blood and you could have analyzed my DNA. It's, it's one of those things, like, what is it going to lead to? I mean, like it was, saw, I have to tell you, it tells me that I won't sneeze if I look at the sun. And it also tells me that I'm more likely to get bitten by mosquitoes. True! <laughs> I love it. Yeah, she, it's, <laughs> when she's listening to this, though, Marty, right. she's probably arguing with what you just revealed. Well, whatever. Anyways, I don't care. Ahead. I think it's fun. Well, she looks at it more of the standpoint of, of the negative that can come out of this. You know, is someone not going to be insured? Because I of this, heard these arguments. I have. You know what? Are, what are they going to do then with that data? How are they going to use that against you? Like, I, there's just there's unknowns right now no, that it's, it's new. It's new. All right. I think you're probably Kristen. baptized. I think you're probably baptized in the Mormon Church because <laughs> Mormons do a lot of those too. I don't know if they own Twenty Three and Me. But uh, I think it's Ancestry.com. Oh, okay, that's, I think that's it. But yeah. Um. So well, I didn't. I didn't any? mean. To, I didn't mean to rain on your parade. I apologize. No, I mean, whatever. It, I've it is heard a great it. tool to find out your your family background. I and think it's fun. I'm not Slovakian, so, but you, I you am part. Like I, 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 I remember when I when I proposed that. Oh my god. Oh, she said, she "You non-scientist." Oh, yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Well, I didn't talk to her okay, first. So. But, okay. Then the my last question is about her. Um, do you think she would ever like check her blood and just? Oh yeah, she's herself. bored. Doesn't have a lot of samples yeah, coming no. in. Like, Slow day. They don't. The only is that the only that's way not that they ethical. would. No, it's probably the not only ethical. way that they would draw their own sample would be for setting up a control for like a new test. Oh my gosh, sure. I literally was gonna say it's a they control. They might. They might do it then, and even then, I don't know. And then if, it like, says, "I'm a genius," yeah. and that's how she found out. Sorry, she knows. She's I, I want to know before you go. A question for you. Sure. How Most, much money do you give to the church? No. Oh, no. Different Stop. question? <laughs> no. Yeah, it is a different question. Most embarrassing concert that now you have to reveal to us that you oh, saw. Oh, I like this You know, question. like, what's now, like, years later, you're like. You uh, went and saw real, Tiffany. I saw Blippi in concert. or I mean, I'm not, I'm not really embarrassed by any of the concerts I've been to. One might think going to see Justin Timberlake. No. Not no. I'd go see JT. I, not embarrassing. Absolutely not. I love him. You know, love the show. Yeah. Um, Did you yell that from Wrigley? I love you, JT. I didn't do that, but <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be embarrassed if you did. Okay, um, but no, I can't really think of a, a, sh- a concert off the top of my head that I've seen that I would be embarrassed about. You didn't buy the T-shirt. You're not leaving with the T-shirt, maybe. <laughs> I I bought a Billy Joel T-shirt when we went to go see Billy Joel. I was my I was Billy Joel story is we were in the nosebleeds and we had given the gift to my parents for Christmas and these guys came up and they said it was Elton John Billy Joel and they said hey every concert Billy Joel takes yep. three three tickets up here and you get to go be it was like third row it wasn't yeah. first row but it was basically first row I'd never in my life yep. been in a concert I don't yep. know if you've done that close it was a totally different experience Elton John sweat dripped on to us it was very exciting did you know that billy joel does not sell front row and so it's those front row seats he does not allow them to be sold he takes all of those and their crew gives gives them away to people in nosebleeds yeah well Every i was concert. one of them so true yeah, story that's, that that's awesome mm-hmm. try to get the the real fans he wants to be looking experience. at real fans that's that, that's yeah. the whole point yeah pretty wicked so cool. it pays off to buy nosebleeds sometimes yeah it sure does all right well rock on 
Walk on with Rock all on. your concerts. And thanks happy, for sharing your story and your time. I hope it was fun, and we appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you everyone. For having me. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.